Get ready to be mind blown. And now for today's hashtag lane hack with just a tip. Run, don't walk your way to simplepassivecashflow.com and sign up for the Hui Deal Pipeline Club and get in on the deal flow. Hashtag lane hack. For those of who you who invest in real estate or other type of assets that can create 5, 10, 15, 20% a year, I believe leasing whatever you have is the best way to go, whether that's a home, a car, a cell phone, or whatever you can find a lease. The principle is that try not to front load all the money that you have and to use that money to grow at 15, 20% or whatever you're doing and to delay those payments into the future. So let's take a look at the smallest denomination here, which is your cell phone. And this is something that the public has sort of adopted over the last few years. Uh, before you get an iPhone, you're paying what $500 off the bat. Yeah, you're paying, you might have had some kind of deal where you signed up for a two-year contract and got some rebates or whatever. But nowadays, it's better to lease that iPhone and pay the $20 or $30 a month because as opposed to having that $500 out of your pocket at once, you keep that money in your pocket and you can grow that money at, at your will. A lot of companies are moving to this model, by the way, just because it keeps their cash flow more predictable and they can model customer behavior a lot better. And if you think about it, they're trying to do what we try to emulate here. We talk about cash flow, which is a lot more steadier as opposed to these big, big influxes of cash. I think Robert Kiyosaki talks a lot about in his Cash Flow Quadrant book about he uses the story of the farmer who goes to the farm and he sees all these cows and there's this one farm where there's all these cows that they slaughter and they get all the meat and a lot of those cows aren't looking very happy. But then there's this other farm where they milk the cows, they get their milk and those cows look really happy and that's kind of what we're doing you know we're living off the streams of income as opposed to slaughtering the cows as we go so just a observation that i made that the big companies are moving to subscription models these days and that's what we should do and it's kind of like what the banks do with arbitrating money they uh, lend it out at seven percent and they make it at ten so taking it up a notch the other day I was looking for a new computer, which by the way, I'm over with Windows computers. There's just so much bloatware and just so much junk on it that even a fastest computer just moves like turtles after. But anyway, so I was on Apple and I was looking around for a new computer and I came across this business leasing option and it's pretty intriguing. I guess the way it works is for a $2,200 computer, the estimated monthly payment would be about $75 a month. And that's for two years. So I go 24 months times 75 comes out to about 1780 at the end, and which leaves you a residual value of $467. Basically, you spent $1,700 in two years, and if you would like to hold on to the computer, you've got to pay an additional 467. But in this program, at the end of the two years, you just get rid of that thing and, and get yourself the newest and latest computer and you lose that residual value, you don't have to pay that. So it's kind of an interesting concept and you guys probably just kind of think about it a little bit. The counterpoint, which I don't really believe in, that I read off a form, which I'll read here, someone said, and I quote, 
The only preparation you need to do is for the possible sticker shock. Leasing computers rarely is financially sound unless you are getting it same as cash. You often have to pay much as 20% interest on something which may depreciate that much in as little as a day. Well, it won't do that again for another six months to a year. Technology moves on. And that's the end of the quote. Now, my counter argument to that gentleman is that unlike the most people out there, we're able to grow our money at 15, 20, 25, or more percent a year. And for us, it makes sense. For a lot of people who are making zero or five percent or ten percent a year, it may not make sense. I mean, that's a small cross section of the American population. And for the most people, people can't save their money. So maybe buying a computer is probably the best thing for them. And just a side note on this, I ended up not doing this program because apparently your LLC needs to be in existence for two or three years to get the best pricing on this. But I did pick up the credit card on Apple to get me 18 months of interest-free payments by just paying the minimums. I just get by with essentially the same thing. 18 months of interest-free is, is pretty good to me. I just kind of peanuts. The computer is only about a couple thousand dollars, which is barely enough to buy anything real estate-wise. But it's the principle that counts. So next, I'm going to step it up to cars. So I leased my car. It's probably the best thing I did, actually. You know, I used to have a leaf, which turned out to be a lemon. So I was able to trade it in and get out of my car purchase. But if you think about it, a lot of people pay for these cars and their car payments are pretty high. And the bad thing about having a car payment paid off is that now you're stuck with that old car. I mean, it's just like the computer idea. You know, you're stuck with the old computer, like or like an iPhone. You're stuck with the old iPhone. And now you're stuck with all these maintenance issues. I mean, the leasing, there's just so much good stuff about it. I mean, you get the latest and greatest car. You don't have to worry about maintenance. I mean, you pretty much drive the thing like it's a rental car. And I don't know about you, but I have fun in rental cars. It's all about keeping the money in your pocket initially so that you can do higher and best use with it. Just like how you guys use it with your time. Some of you guys are better off working at your day job than to be screwing around with finding the best real estate investments. When I got smart and sold my primary residence to start investing in investments that actually made sense, woo, I needed a place to diversify quickly as opposed to some money market or some high reward checking account. Let's face it, turnkey rentals are cool and syndications are great, but they don't come around often. I stumbled upon the American Homeowner Preservation Fund. The owner, George Newmary, once apartment syndicator too, is now sponsoring the podcast. His fund cuts the middlemen out to crowdfund the solution to the mortgage crisis in America. They are empowering you to fund the purchase of distressed mortgages and earn returns that smoke any other passive fund. If you find something else better out there, let me know. Oh yeah, they work with families to keep them in their home after buying the underwater note at a huge discount. It's an opportunity to make an impact on families and communities while earning returns. Start investing with as little as 100 bucks in investinahp.com. If you want the free Burn Zone book, please send me an email at lane at simplepassivecashflow.com. we step up to the home purchase level which I think is like the biggest mistake that most people make out there by buying their primary residence and let's set the record straight I mean for some people who live in like Texas or the Midwest area maybe it makes sense to purchase your home because the rent to value ratios there makes sense for you to do that 
But for a lot of us that live in Seattle, Oregon, Washington, Hawaii, the East Coast, where I guess most of us listeners are living, you know, the rent-to-value ratios are like half a percent. I mean, if you're living in a $600,000 home, just use as an example here, your down payment for that property is going to be 120 grand. I mean, with 120 grand, you can probably buy at least five to six turnkey rentals for that. That can be cash flowing a few hundred dollars each. You know, that's going to be putting $1,500 plus or minus a few hundred dollars a month, almost 20 grand a year. I think this is a mistake that a lot of young couples make, and that pretty much puts them into slavery to their mortgage for the rest of their years because it's really not the mortgage, but it's really the lack of cash flow. So I mean, you've got a couple making their salary, and now they get this huge $5,000 mortgage, and that pretty much eats up all their disposable income to do what they want, and just they have just no cash flow to invest. I talk a lot about what people call me. You know, One of the questions I always ask is, how much do you have left at the end of the year? Some people making $5,000 at the end of the year, they don't really have any options, and it's going to take you like four or five years to save up for just one turnkey rental. I mean, that's a lot of times the root cause is buying that primary residence that eats up all your cash flow. And not only that, it initially that big influx of money because a lot of people are buying the 20% down Fannie Mae product, which I recommend if you're going to buy a primary home, but they're going to be using that money to put into a property that's barely going to keep up with inflation. I mean, we can talk a lot about how some areas are hot, but let's face it. I mean, when you normalize that thing over 10, 20 years, you're just barely keeping up with inflation. I'm pretty passionate about this not buying this home purchase. I do realize that some the counterpoint is that people have a family that they don't want to move them from place to place when they're in that critical elementary or high school stage. They want to keep their core friends or classmates and have stability. You know, They want to make their home theirs. But I'd argue that you're renting. You can possibly purchase or live in a home that's about 20-30% more valuable than the place that you bought. I mean, just taking into account what you can, how far your money goes in terms of rent compared to what you can purchase. And then when you couple that with the fact that you're investing that money in 15-20-25% a year investments, that's when the pedal to the metal really happens. I think I'm kind of rambling here and I'll put these thoughts into a PDF because I'd like to send this around to other people. Maybe you guys can share these ideas with some of your friends or family. But the purpose of today was just putting your money into the future and trying not to pay for purchases today and to instead invest it because a lot of you guys have the capability to invest the stuff that outpaces a lot of what inflation is and what normal people get in the regular investments like the stock market or mutual funds. All right, guys, we'll, we'll talk to you later. Bye. The preceding Lane Hack was approved by Lane Kawaoka, an efficiency and productivity expert, traditionally educated with a BS in industrial engineering, master's in civil engineering and construction management, and professionally licensed engineer in Washington State, with over a decade of infield experience, supervising construction crews, and managing over $100 million capital projects in both bureaucratic, public, and corporate private sectors. And by the way, every situation is different, and remember to think for yourself.